Welcome to the Salty Driftwood Podcast. I'm your host, Eugene Gibson, and today's episode, we'll talk about the brass gatekeepers, uh, how social media has become the gatekeeper for speech. I hope everyone is doing well under the sound of my voice, and if you aren't, I hope and pray that you do better and do better quite quickly and very soon. This idea or the premise of today's episode came to me as I was watching some videos, um, specifically a specific video actually. And um, the presenter in the video, I won't go into too much detail what the video was about. Uh, if you're interested to in knowing, I guess you could probably hit me up on uh, my one of my social media accounts or where, wherever this podcast is posted. You can ask me about it. But the presenta- the presenter on one of the videos asked the question, who gave, who elected media as some sort of authority in society? Like who gave, basically he's asking, who gave media, that's that's uh, legacy media or um, traditional media, the authority that it has in society, who elected them? They seem to have more power than our actual elected officials. So uh, usually as my brain works, you know, I, I, it was formulating stuff and thinking of stuff. Then I began to see um, whereby, I mean, it's been happening now during this whole period that we've been going through, this historical period that we've been going through, where um, social media platforms have um, uh, what, you, what they call it, deep platformed individuals. Um, as, as of this podcast, there's a famous one right now that seems to be a buzz on one of the social media platforms and it's causing quite a stir the thing i begin to ask myself is why is this so important to us how is it that being uh, the platform or taking taken off of a social media platform is equated now to the restrictions on freedom of speech why is that i, I find it find it quite puzzling because first of all these social media platforms are not really public forums you know they they're actually basically private enterprise no matter that some of them may be publicly traded the fact of the matter remains the majority ownership of these um platforms whether it be through a single individual or whether it be through such things as hedge funds or whatever type of funds or whatever capital funds or equity funds, whatever they call them. Basically, the ownership of these um, social media platforms, same way as it is in newspaper, as it is, as it is in newspaper, is in a small group of private individuals. At the end of the day, um, they have a different agenda from what the general population have. Their agenda is uh, ROI, return on investment, profits. Our agenda when it comes to this, because somehow we've now equated, we've made social media the main gateway for information. We've made social media the main gateway for social for um, social interaction, which really isn't real. So we've given that authority to them. Um, collectively, actually, because legislatively or any other way, democratically elected or what, we, that's the only way they got it because we gave them the power, which sort of like sort of like answering my question, you know, um, 
how how come they're so important to us? Now, it's basically because we've given them this power. But what we don't realize is that their agenda and our agenda are possibly diametrically opposed. Definitely, they don't have the same agenda as, as us. Our agenda, when we seek um, use of these tools and whatever, if we consider them tools, is to gain information because um, information is necessary for us to make a lot of choices in our lives or make decisions or information could just be for entertainment purposes. So information is the key, information gathering. So we've, like we did with uh, newspaper and the traditional media outlets, we've given them authority over information that is given to us. So therefore they've become the gatekeepers. Should they be the gatekeepers? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Maybe a more important question that we need to ask is, should they even be a gatekeeper? Because at the end of the day, we should um, make our own decisions based on the information that we've gathered. Uh, whether, the whether the decision is right or wrong, it should be ours to make. So therefore, um, should they even be a gatekeeper to this type of information? I don't know how else it can work, but uh, I guess this would possibly be the best way to do it where someone, whatever, has the, uh, what do you call it, the overall um, reservoir of information. But now it seems that they're picking through which information you should be able to see or what you should be able to say. Now we understand there are some offensive things, but who decides what is offensive, right? Is it the general um, population who's decide, let's say on these social media platforms, what is misinformation? Or is it some people who um, sitting in some boardroom somewhere or some owner somewhere? Because guess what? All these, all these basic platforms, they connect it to other businesses, whether it be in um, publishing, whether it be, uh, as of late, I've understand in the big pharma, they've all connected because these different individuals sit on these different boards. So, I'm sure they are carry, they're carrying their, their same agenda from board to board, whatever it is. Because their basic agenda is not to give you information, but to use information or the information given process in a manner where they can make extreme profits. So that don't necessarily mean that that's good for us. It definitely good for them. So with that being said, it is my opinion that these anointed gatekeepers do not have uh, the general public interest, i.e. my interest at heart. They have their interest at heart. In actuality, they are more, not just anointed, they self-anointed. Because um, we have been lured or manipulated into spending most of our time in these um, digital environments. And that's a topic for another day. So therefore, we've come under their spell. Most of us, majority of us, have come underneath their spell. We feel that we don't, we can't function without being on these in in these environments. Bear in mind, uh, no one forcing us to be on these sites, and they claim that these sites are free, which, in reality, they really aren't free, because you trading, you're signing up to these sites, you trading your data when you sign up to these sites, and they're using your data as a gold mine. That's the way they're making their profits through um, the storage of your data and and you digit digitally signing over the right 
for them to use your data basically as they see as they see fit they're using your data to monetize their platforms and they're making a whole heap of money of of of, of doing it so the, the, basically they, it, it isn't free the, the sites ain't free they may say free but they ain't free but that's their way to sort of like cut out your customer rights you know like how you have certain rights as a customer that's that's their way of cutting out your customer rights and if it wasn't for the legal undertakings of a few concerned individual and citizen they would be using your information unfettered without any restrictions without you having any kind of say you know you have to agree to the terms and agreements when you sign up most of us don't even read it but it has changed vastly over the years because of some of these well i i, I wouldn't say vastly but it's changed significantly over the years from some of these legal undertakings of um individuals who was concerned about the way they storing your data and the way they're using your data now let's get down to it with that being said they have become the gatekeepers of information and speech now the reason i call them the brass gatekeepers some of you may know that brass is a copper alloy brass is used in such things like tools the reason they're using tools especially tools with uh being used in like flammable and um explosive environments they use brass because brass has a inhibiting effect that it causes like when you're using the tools in those environments you know you might strike them together or whatever it causes the tools not to create sparks so not to as ignite those flammable or explosive environments you see where you're going at now social media in this context is the inhibitor they don't want to have those social sparks that um come about when people start to like question things or seek other sources of information or decide to make up their own mind what is uh misinformation from what is information so social media platforms have become the brass gatekeepers they are inhibiting the sparks the social sparks that um will ignite this powder keg that we sitting on now from the way this whole situation this global situation which is extremely tragic a handling of these global situations by um governments who've like they've um transferred their power over the pharmaceutical companies let's let's be real that's what they've done <laughs> pharmaceutical companies and their agents who are um placed in these governments and organizations that's what it is that's that's the, that's the whole plan right that's that's a plan what is in effect now as we see it and yeah <laughs> and i laugh because in order for you to hear what i'm saying i have to go through that gate by um placing this on their platform so we'll see how it go from here but to me that's why i call them the brass gatekeepers they inhibit in the social sparks because they don't want this whole thing to ignite that's why they trying to limit what you say to tell you what is misinformation from information they've already trained us to believe that everything they post or everything other people post um basically is facts so now they going a, a step further to say well even though the information on our site this is what we consider real and true information and most of these people who um um at the at the helm of um deciding that they aren't really even um uh what experts professional in the field that they given the information of they just gatekeepers the one or two experts who they may say verifying the information 
it should have you dig deeper. Like they always say, follow the money. Those experts have some kind of incentive, or, uh, usually monetary, or why they saying what they saying. Now, to be fair to them, they claim that um, these uh, this misinformation or opposing views are costing lives. But who's to say the information and the actions that they're doing aren't costing lives? Or is it that uh, lives, this, this costing of lives has a uh, value attached to it? So their costing of lives has a, what, uh, greater, has a lesser effect than the misinformation. I mean, who, who getting to decide all of this? Who, who, that's, that's just, that's my, that's just my, um, that's my view. Who, my, 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 um, take on it. Who, who getting to decide all of this and why we aren't in a part of this process? Unfortunately, the way I see it is that um, we moving uh, fast towards a totalitarian type environment. And um, what even more amazing is that the the usual um, actors who may uh, foster this type of environment, that is our uh, politicians or whatever, they aren't the main players. We have something else behind them. We have some puppet masters behind them. I mean, they always had puppet masters, but uh, there's some puppet masters behind them, and they are gonna strictly to enrich themselves. That's that's my view. They, they just enrich themselves. Greed, greed. As the divine book says, not money. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself. Money, like I always say, money, money, money don't have no feelings. Money, money can't do nothing. Is the love of money which is the root of all evil? You know, when I was younger, I. First of all, I always thought it was money. But then, when I come to understand it's the love of money, I still couldn't accept that. Like, hey, how, 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 how that is so? I don't believe that. I believe people just, you know, just being evil. But now, as I get older, and uh, the saying always stick in my head, uh, you see something going wrong, follow the money, then the divine word holds true. It's the love of money, greed. Greed is the order of the day. And the worst kind of greed enriching themselves on the uh, continuation of human suffering. Folks, we have a serious issue. It's time for us now to try to let the fair subside for all that's going on because it's going on. So, I mean, we need to subdue some of that fear and we need to start uh, opening our eyes and come from underneath their hypnosis and start to see where we are at. Because that's the only way we could see where we're going. But unfortunately, we have like scales over our eyes right now. And it's understandable because this is a scary and fearful times. But we need to move from a level of high worry to being more concerned. Because when you're more concerned, you, you have your wits about you. When you tend to be highly worried or fearful, yeah, yeah that's, that's that over with. Uh, you, you, don't have no, you don't really have no control of how you're going to act. Usually someone else can control that or the, the initiator of the fair controls you. So it's time for us now to scale back, like how uh, the U.S. military does have certain levels. We need to scale back to a lower level. That means we scale back on our actions or our response to what is going on. But we scale back on the way that we um, that we um, taken in how this whole situation is being portrayed because it's making us uh, taking some avenues, some streets, some corners 
some boulevards that once we start going down them, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. And um, I don't care what they say, this ain't temporary. We have a saying where I used to work, when we used to like sort of like patch up things, uh, is a temporary permanent. And that's exactly what we're going through. So folks, I ask you as always to be vigilant. Keep your eyes open. Use your voice. You know, they they stand up for what you believe in. If you feel like don't don't come from under the hypnosis, come from under um, this whole environment of control. You have the power. This is your mind. This is your decision. This is your body. This is your family. You make the decisions on what you decide is best for you and your family. Whatever you decision you make, I always tell people this. I don't care what you make. Always try to do it without fear. Whatever it is. Because you then allowing the fear, which has initiators, to make those decisions for you. So whatever decision you make, do it without fear. Choose which information you want. Don't let them tell you what the information is. You choose it. You decide. We need to. They like to, t- to talk about returning to normal. Well, we need to start returning to normal thinking and stop letting them do it first because they ain't doing a good job at it. They, they really aren't doing a good job. They're doing a... Well, I wouldn't say that. They're doing a moderately all right job. But um, that's what happens when you don't have all the facts and you, you're trying to dictate facts that you really don't have no control over. Or you... Or, um, what it is? The premises of theories or whatever that you don't really have no control over it really out your hands but you want to make us believe that you have some control over but you really don't but uh we only could do what we could do so that's my advice to everybody take back control of your mind that's that's the main advice and with that being said i'll end <laughs> i am sure that was a lot to unpack but in any event be good and be real have a good one.